Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hey, Tribe Sisters. Today, I hope to transform the way that you think about the ending of your marriage, and I hope to give you a real deeper understanding of why marriages fail. One of the biggest struggles I see posted in my private Facebook group is women trying to reconcile their feelings about divorce and really struggling with wanting closure. And a lot of times these women are trying to seek closure from their ex by receiving an apology of some sort that they will never, ever get. So I hope to give you some closure by really giving you a deeper understanding of why marriages end. I think a lot of women feel a ton of guilt because they failed at marriage and they feel like they couldn't even keep it together for their kids. And if they cheated, then they were the ones that carry the guilt and that it's all their fault. And on the flip side of that, um, if it was their ex that had the affair, there's a lot of women that just shovel all the blame on him, and they don't take any personal responsibility for any parts of the marriage that they could have done better. So I want to open your mind to thinking new thoughts about the ending of marriage because a lot of times these old thoughts are keeping you stuck, feeling blame, shame, and guilt about it. So I truly believe that the only fail in a failed marriage is if you are unwilling to learn the lessons that you were meant to learn, right? Being resistant to learning from the past. And if you went through a 20-year marriage and the only reason you feel that it ended was because he cheated on you, then you're not taking any lessons from that. I really believe in sifting through the ashes of our failed marriage and getting clear on all of the ways that it didn't work out. And let's face it, there's a lot of marriages out there that are still intact and they're not really working They're not happy and healthy. Just because these couples haven't divorced yet and they plan to stay married no matter how painful and miserable it is, doesn't make it a happy, healthy marriage. I want to get to the bottom of this. And first, I want to talk about marriages that are successful, where people are happily married. I feel like they have these qualities. And honestly, I've been happily remarried for nine and a half years as of the recording of this podcast. And I feel like we have what it takes to continue being happy and healthy and whole in our marriage. And I still feel like newlyweds with him. Okay, so I feel like successful marriages where people are happily married, they speak each other's love language. Now, this is a Dr. Gary Chapman concept, and you can get the book or do the online test. Just Google five love languages. But the concept is that if we know each other's love language 
and we speak it to each other, that is how we feel love inside of us, okay? And I think successful couples seek out this information and they choose to speak their partner's love language. So my husband's love language is words of affirmation. So if he washes my car, (laughs) I just have to say, thank you, honey. Oh my God, what a good job. That's all I have to do. And he feels loved. Now, acts of service, which is what he usually does, is not my love language, but he knows it is quality time. So he chooses to spend a lot of quality time with me because it just makes me feel loved. And I feel like successful couples respect their partners and they're always granting them the benefit of the doubt. There is no scarcity, jealousy, or fear inside that marriage. They trust each other and they conspire to create connection every day. Now, the couples that are not successful, whether they know it or not, and yet they keep trying to make it work, they don't have those qualities. Instead, their marriage has become infected with what Dr. John Gottman calls the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, I'm going to dive into what these are. But he is a famous marriage researcher, and I've deeply studied his research. So this is in my words, but it's really based on what I have gleaned from his incredible studies on what makes marriages work and what doesn't. So the key to the breakdown of a marriage is right here. It is if you let the first horseman in, the other three will follow. The first horseman is criticism. Now, when criticism sets foot in your marriage, then the other three will follow behind. Defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. When all of these are present, the marriage no longer feels like a safe, comfortable place to be. So let's break it down. Starting with criticism, when we criticize our partner, we're putting them down We're telling them they did it wrong or they're not good enough. This is very diminishing. And let's be honest, it feels like shit to receive criticism. Sometimes it's because we are shooting on them. We're telling them how things should be done or what they should be doing. And it just feels terrible to receive it. And then when we're criticized, the next horseman is defensiveness. When we continually defend ourselves, we think that we are just standing up for ourselves, but really what's happening is we are reversing blame and we're being a victim of their attack. That was powerful for me to learn that defensiveness is reversing blame and actually becoming a victim of their attack. It's not really standing up for yourself. When we think we're simply defending ourselves and standing up for ourselves, we're actually putting blame back onto the partner. Now, the third is contempt, but I like to use the word resentment because I feel like resentment is so commonly used. I hear that term a lot in my Facebook group. And if you guys aren't in my Facebook group, by the way, sidebar, Thriving Community, Women Supporting Women Through Divorce on Facebook. Get over there. Um, In hindsight, they really, really resent their ex. 
And I feel like when you're criticized all the time, you do resent your ex and it really does build walls between you. And I used to say it felt like in my first marriage that every piece of resentment was like laying a brick between us and eventually we had the Great Wall of China, right? What a visual that is of how hard it is to break back down if you're trying to build a connection with somebody. So really, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are all about disconnect, and that is not creating healthy relationship. It is breaking it down. So the fourth horseman of the apocalypse is stonewalling, and this is when one or both parties totally shut down. They no longer defend. They no longer blame. They just shut themselves out by distancing or separating themselves from their partner and sometimes giving them the silent treatment. Maybe they even leave for a while. When I talk about these four horsemen in a marriage, so many women will say to me, oh my gosh, that was me at some point in the conversation. And honestly, I want you all to think about the part that you had in the breakdown of your marriage. It makes zero sense right now to identify how your ex did anything wrong because it doesn't serve you to continually blame him. It's only going to cause you to be a victim even more. So I urge you to identify the parts that you can see that you yourself did. This is a massive step towards acceptance and healing your past relationship when you can reflect on it and find fault in yourself. Learning from your past in this way is what helps us transform into better people. So I look back over my first marriage and I saw all of the four horsemen present and and it wasn't that I never blamed him because I think it's natural in the beginning of a divorce to blame your, your ex for what went wrong. But honestly, In hindsight, I'm able to look back over my marriage and see all the ways that I brought the four horsemen into the marriage in order for me to learn from it. I really had to sift through the ashes and find the areas that I failed because only then does it give me power over it. Only then can I heal myself. Only then can I raise the bar on me and do better next time. Learning about the four horsemen is essential to really getting clear on what you don't want again in your next relationships. Now, a lot of women have had such bad experiences in their marriage that they feel like they never want to get married again. And I'm sure I said that at one point, but I always knew that I wanted love. I just wanted it so differently than I ever experienced before that it was so hard to even imagine how good and amazing it could be. But as I was uncovering these parts of me that needed so much work, and I did the work and I healed these pieces of me, I started to attract better men in my life. Like as I created more respect, honesty, integrity, The more I developed those qualities in myself, the more I was able to attract men that had those qualities. So when I say like attracts like, ladies, I am not kidding. You need to bring it in order to get it. 
So I really hope that this podcast shines some light on your darkest parts of you and maybe help you be more willing to look at it so that you can heal it and transform it. I believe the breakdown of a marriage happens when we let the four horsemen in and we do it out of fear. Fear of being vulnerable to our partner, fear of getting hurt, and shutting ourselves off and building walls. When we're in a marriage, we had put fear above knowing how to create like a deeper, more loving, more intimate connection, right? Because that's scary. That's opening yourself up to be hurt. But what's worse than opening yourself up to be hurt in a relationship is always being closed off and you don't let love in. This is a much bigger mistake, ladies. So when it comes to fear or love in a relationship, you need to choose love and you need to be willing to go all in. In every action, you're either choosing fear or love. The more I learn about relationships, the more I find this to be true. When we're guarded and protected, we're being defensive and resentful. This is no way to build a foundation of a deeply, mutually loving relationship. And I know it's hard to go all in with somebody, but I promise you when you do that work at the beginning and you build a strong foundation of being all in, it is so much more rewarding and full of love and respect than if you end up being with this person guarded and closed off, trying to make it work out of that feeling of force and duty. It's so uncomfortable. I honestly don't think those words belong in a marriage, make it work. Because if you start with a really healthy foundation of deep connection, it just does work. It's easy. I think so many young people enter into marriage without knowing what it really takes to create a relationship. They think love is enough. But it's not. We need a partner that's going to be willing to apologize, make amends, you know, be strong for us when we are weak and not be criticizing us if we're feeling PMS, right? Like, I want to feel like somebody has my back. And I have that with my now husband. So I want you guys to go into this very, very consciously, knowing the parts of yourself that you need to work on. Now, to wrap up, I just want to go back to the first statement I made on the title of this podcast. I say, why marriages really fail? And I wanted to give you this information that it really is the four horsemen that took hold. It wasn't because of an affair. And I feel like an affair is always a side effect of all of the four horsemen being present in a marriage. Now, I had one person who challenged me on that because she said that her marriage was perfect and she was completely side-blinded by her ex's affair and she completely blamed him and the other woman for the downfall of the marriage. Only she called her a much, much worse word that I would never even repeat because I don't think it's appropriate to ever use such disparaging words about women. (laughs) It kills me that people 
blame the other woman more than they blame their own ex. But in reflection and with a lot of coaching, she started to realize that she was the happy one in the marriage. She was really content with filling herself with her hobbies, her passion projects, and with her girlfriends that she really didn't spend any time with him. The more she thought about it, the more she could see that she really kind of checked out of their relationship. And in hindsight, she might even really see that he was lonely and kind of shut down, and he really didn't express his needs at all. All of the four horsemen were present in her marriage, even though they never fought. All of their issues and problems went unsaid and unexpressed. So if you find yourself wondering what all went wrong in your marriage and you're looking for that closure, I urge you to look at each of these four horsemen. Find out how this is true for you. Then if your ex really was one of those guys that blindsided you with leaving, maybe you can see where you contributed to the breakdown. I'm not trying to get you to take the blame I simply want you guys all to take responsibility for your part because only then do you have power. And I know it's a bitter pill to swallow, but I promise you, confronting your relationship resistance and issues for yourself is going to help you in the long run have better relationships. You're going to stop feeling like a victim to your ex and you're going to start feeling like you have power over the problem and you're going to realize that there was nothing broken or wrong with you. It was just a matter of you guys not knowing about the four horsemen and how to create a happy, healthy relationship. So when I talk about the four horsemen with my clients, a lot of times it really gives them so much clarity on the bigger picture of their marriage, and they no longer feel rejected. And if this gives you a little bit of that feeling, there was a much bigger problem, I hope it does that for you because I really don't believe that rejection is ever the reason for a failed marriage. The real reason is we just didn't know how to do it right. And for some people out there, they weren't willing. And it doesn't mean anything about you. But I do challenge all of you that if you do want love again in the future, make sure you learn from your past. There are so many lessons in your past relationship that you can take and work on for you that are going to help you up-level your life and the quality of person that you are. I became very vulnerable with my current husband and I make frequent mistakes. Sometimes I even criticize him. I've even handed my coffee back to him and I told him there's too much sweetener in it. (laughs) Make it again. But honestly, like I'm willing to take corrective action and let my guards down and be fully vulnerable in my relationship. I apologize a lot, I make amends, and so does he, and we don't do it out of force, we do it out of love and nurturing our deep connection with each other. We know that we never want to feel contempt, defensiveness, or stonewalled in our relationship. 
So I hope you learned something here today. And if you're looking to go deeper and do the work to overcome the parts of you that you feel are holding you back from living a life that feels free, peaceful, and one that you're proud of, you'll want to go learn more at thrivingthroughdivorce.com forward slash the hyphen program. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can find out if I am the coach for you. I help women overcome self-sabotage, create confidence, and I help them crush their goals so they can be date ready and have real love in their next amazing chapter in life. So don't wait for it to come to you. It is time for you to take massive action and get out there and live a bigger life, one that you always wanted. That's it for today, my tribe. Talk to you soon. Hey, tribe sister, go download my free guide, Seven Steps to Love Your Life Despite Divorce, Coronavirus, and Life's Other Disasters. You can just go to thrivingthroughdivorce.com forward slash guide and grab it there, or you can go to the show notes and click on the link. You will also receive my blog-worthy emails nearly daily. See you next time.